Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter and founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two, with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in. My guest today is Emily Brady. So Emily is creative content lead at Sweetfish, where she supports LinkedIn evangelists with personal branding, creates content for Sweetfish's LinkedIn campaigns, and makes humorous videos for TikTok. In today's episode, we talk about how to use humor in B2B marketing, what's appropriate, what's not. And we also try quite unsuccessfully to answer the question, why is humor not the same for men and women. Emily also has an unhealthy obsession with gluten-free donuts, and she's always on the hunt, but rarely successful. <laughs> Let's jump right into this convo. Okay, great. Well, I'm so happy to have you here, Emily. This is my treat of the day because Aww. anytime I can talk about humor, is it, it just makes my day. So thank you. I so love much. that. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about this. It's such a. It's not something I get to talk about a lot because I'm usually talking more about marketing and. I imagine you probably don't get to talk about it a lot either. So I think it'll be a fun conversation. Yeah. And what's interesting is I, I did a poll recently on LinkedIn and I asked people, you know, if they think that humor is appropriate for B2B. And what was funny, no pun intended, well, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> is that 86% of like the 300 people that replied said, yes, it's, I, I want humor. But yet in the people that didn't, most of them said, well, it depends. Obviously you have to know your customer and who you're talking to. But what every single person that I've spoken to directly about, do you use humor in your marketing and, and how do you do it? They're all afraid of it. The answer I usually get is, I don't know. I have to kind of be careful with it. Yeah. Is it that people take you less seriously? Does it distract from, you know, professionalism? Mm. Why do you think people are nervous about it in B2B? I yeah, I think there's that fear that you'll be taken less seriously. I think that a lot of it too is just experimenting with your voice and experimentation can be kind of scary. So like for for Sweetfish, I'm doing social media and humor is such a part of who I am and so it is a lot of my own brand, but it kind of, you know, people know that I work for Sweetfish and we have a fun team anyways, but I think a lot of people are, are representing an entire brand and that's a little bit scary. And just because I think a big part of why people don't do humor is because they don't know how, like there's no framework for how, and humor can be so many different things and people can interpret humor differently too. So I think that's a little bit scary and you have to, you do have to know your audience because it's not appropriate for every brand, but I think if you're willing to experiment a little bit and dive into how, then that's a good place to start. It can work. Yeah. And I think one of the things I remember years ago talking to somebody about, like when you start a new job, you should never start with humor out of the gate. Like if people don't know you. And I think it's the same thing. If people yes. don't know your brand, maybe they, they aren't sure how to take you if you use it right up front. 
Right. I also think you shouldn't just exclusively use humor, right? No one's going to take you seriously if you're just, if all of your content is jokes, like you have to have the expertise paired with the humor and primarily expertise with just a little bit of funny underneath. So I think that's a great point is that if you come out the gate strong with only, you're only going for comedy, then people aren't going to know exactly what you're getting at. Right. So you you have to have that expertise supported by humor. The only exception I have to that is when I go to the dentist, I joke constantly because I'm nervous. I don't want to be there. And yes. my, my last dentist I had was actually a wannabe stand-up comedian. So we would swap jokes. I'd go in and he'd say, Hey, did you hear, you know, have you listened to, and he would start talking about like different and, and he'd do impressions. And after a while I got annoyed. Wow. It's like, just sure. get my teeth done. <laughs> okay. But it, it, it lightened the whole atmosphere, you know? Yeah. And so it made it like not as scary. And so right. In B2B, so what purpose does humor serve in B2B? Is it that similar thing where it can lighten up some a serious subject or? Yeah, I think that's true. I think B2B is becoming more and more similar to B2C. And, you know, everyone says it's, it's human to human, right? Yeah. We hear that over and over again. And that's the truth is that people, they don't want you to talk to them like, you know, like you're a robot. And so I think really it's just it's a good strategy for engaging people to have, you want to have personality and to be memorable as well. Like we remember those brands that use humor, you know, especially like you think of Twitter and you think of like Wendy's on Twitter or moon pies on Twitter. And you just, you remember that kind of stuff. And those things get shared more because it's obviously resonating with people. So I think for B2B brands, like you just want to have that personalization and you want to be more engaging with your audience. It's interesting you said about being like personal because I was reading an article in like psychology today and they were talking about, they said, what makes a person boring? And I thought, this is interesting. And one of the big things was a lack of sense of humor. You know, Mm -hmm. you ever like joke with somebody and they just don't get it or they look at you like you're crazy, you know? It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have all had those conversations with people where they just have no, they seem to have no personality. And I think a big part of it is just having like being able to take things lightly and obviously, you know, according to the situation, but even, even brands like Apple, their ads, and this is what the rule is with copywriting is the headline Mm -hmm. is usually not necessarily humorous, but very clever. But then the rest of it, the rest of the ad is let's get down to, you know, the features and what we really have to offer. Well, and that's the thing is humor takes so many faces. It looks different in so many ways. And clever is a really good way to put it because you could be, you could be straight up funny. You could be slapstick funny. You could be clever. And I think Apple does do that well. And there are a lot of brands that do that well to where you're creating this sort of a gap and then you're connecting it with the joke. And people are like, oh, I get that. Like makes you feel like you're a part of the joke and everyone wants to be on the inside. Right. And so I think that makes your brands, you know, you're going for likable, trustable, And I think that contributes to it. And I know, especially in, you look at like traditional advertising, the the copy on those ads that is clever and makes people go, I get that one. That's what resonates really well. Yeah. And it does bond people. Like I know personality wise, like that my friends call me when they, they need a laugh and they, they know that I'll deliver. I mean, it just, it happens. And somebody recently on LinkedIn, I forget who it was, was talking about, what <laughs> something about humor <laughs> and how like just we're so afraid of using it you know and, yeah. and so well what would you think 
if a company, you know, is starting out or they, they want to start using humor and what yep. kind of advice would you give them? Say it's a TikTok. Cause I know that's your special. Sure. So, yeah. Well, I think to narrow it down even more, you're going to need someone in your company who can take charge of that initiative, whether it's, they're probably, you know, on your marketing team and probably social media. And I think that that person in charge of that role just has to be confident enough to take risks as well as humble enough to admit when something doesn't work out. But yeah, I think to be humorous, you have to be observant, first of all. And I know we right before this, we had talked about Nate Bargatze. You were telling me yeah. about him. And I actually went and I watched his special on Netflix because of you. And he does this, like, he's so funny in like such a deadpan way, but it's yeah. because he just observes the things around him. Like he's telling a story about, you know, Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, yeah, it's not like wildly out of the blue. It's just an everyday story. So I think if we can make observations and then poke holes in those observations, that that's a really good way to do humor in B2B specifically. I also think personification works really well. Like Todd Klauser on TikTok does a great job of this. He does a series of like, if B2B B2B marketers did rom-coms or something, yeah, you know, and so personification is good. And I think really asking what if, like, that's a fun way to come up with humorous content is like, what if I don't know. What if this happened and then this happened and you just kind of use your imagination and play with it? I think that's important. And your audience is going to fuel that content as well because they're going to engage with your content and they have humorous things to say about it or humorous takes on something. So I think that's those are a couple of strategies that work really well. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw one of your TikTok videos, it was if Napoleon Dynamite did marketing. <laughs> was that one of your first ones that you did like that? That was a very early one, yes. <laughs> and you yeah. had that stuffed animal on your head to like the <laughs> red hair. That I was dying because I'm a huge fan of Napoleon Dynamite. So that yes. that movie, like, is, are you a big fan? Is that I love? Fun? I do love that movie. I think you have to be also willing to look a little bit silly sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I was just, I just went for it and I was like, this feels ridiculous, but let's (laughs) see what happens. And something that I, I try and do a lot in my content is like parodies of things. So I take the content that like inspires me in everyday life or that I think is funny. Like maybe it's an SNL skit or maybe it's a movie and then think, how can I incorporate this into the work that I do every day? And that's resonated pretty well with people. And I think there's not really a lot of original content these days. Like you can't really... I don't think you can really come up with a lot of original stuff. It's really all just like variations of stuff that exists already. Mm, yeah. So that's a good place to start too. But the observational humor, I mean, what's what makes it easy though is everyone can do it just by paying attention. Like I'm right. at my gym and I go to Planet Fitness and they had a sign up. I'm doing cardio. I'm looking at this huge sign up and mm-hmm. it says no lung kits. They have a lung alarm. I don't know if you've heard of this thing where if you're like, they don't like people who are like real hardcore bodybuilders in the gym. Oh, yes. They're saying we're non-judgmental. And the whole thing was the whole, it's a huge sign. It's on the whole wall. Yes. And it says, you know, we don't, no lungs allowed. If you're wearing, you know, no wearing like string t-shirts, carrying around a gallon of water and judging people, you know, you're a lunk. And I thought, well, aren't you judging them? And like, yes. that stuck with me. And I said, this is the most judgmental thing I've ever heard in my life because it went on with this whole thing. Yeah. And so yes. just things like that. It's like, that's funny to me. Yes, no, that is funny. That's a really keen observation too. I love that. Well, because I was almost accused of being a lunk the other day because I had my gym bag on the floor, which the 
gym I used to go to allowed them. So I had sure. a small knapsack. It wasn't like a huge thing. Sure. And I had it on a bench and this young girl that works there came up to me and she said, I'm sorry, but you have to put, there's no bags on the floor. And first I didn't know what she was saying. Cause it, I had yeah. it on a bench, like it wasn't on the floor, but she meant just out on the gym. And right. I said, but it's, it's just a small thing. And then I, she kept, we went back and forth a couple of times. And I thought, okay, this is almost becoming an argument. So let me just listen. Yeah. You know, so I put it away, but then I saw that sign later. I'm like, oh, she probably thought I was monk, you know, <laughs> oh, like, is she, was she about to throw yeah. me out because I wasn't cooperating? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, things happen to us every day that are pretty funny. If we just think about them, like, especially when we're interacting with other people, there's always these cues and these signs and miscommunication and whatever that may be. And probably something funny is happening in every interaction if you're just paying attention to it, right? Oh, yeah. So, Especially at yeah. the gym, which is where I have most oh. interactions because yes. that's the only time I get out of the house. <laughs> right. <I'm>, yes. <laughs> no, I love and I love that story, too, because and I love that we bond over this because I also love going to the gym and and that stuff happens to me all the time, especially as a woman in the gym stuff happens to you all the time. That's just funny or strange. So all oh, the stories point. that. Yeah that I could tell you. I mean, it's just because I've been working out for so many years. It, it, yes. It's just, and the thing that I love about the gyms, everyone is reduced down to shorts and t-shirts or their workout right. outfit. They could be a PhD research scientist, or they could be, you know, they could have any occupation and you don't know because no one's wearing any sort of, you know, outfit that's going to get them away. Right. No one works out in a police uniform. I mean, as far as <laughs> right. I see, maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen anybody. It doesn't sound very comfortable. <laughs> no. no, all that, you know, seems like wouldn't be something you want to sweat in. But, right. um, and why is it that women, like, so use TikTok, there's more men, like, like this morning, speaking of the gym. So while I was on there on the bike and I just got bored with music and I put on TikTok and I just started watching all the stand-up. And once you start watching one, they feed you more. So it was just yes. all the stand-up. And I don't think there was a single woman in that whole flow. So why do you think that is? Yeah, this is something... I've been thinking about a lot. I don't know if I have an answer exactly, but I have some theories. And I think, especially in B2B, as far as humorous women in B2B goes, it's very, the pool is very small. And I think it's because we already have to struggle with being taken seriously, you know? And so when we start doing humor and we start doing goofy content, maybe I think that that just we're afraid that that will affect our image or it actually does. Whereas men have a little more leeway and they can say something funny, do something funny as far as content goes and they get laughs out of it and we might do it. And people think that we're silly, right? you know, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And so even like, I, I like to do a lot of content that's self-deprecating. So, and I find that like when women do that, I think people, don't respond the way you want them to. They don't think it's funny. They respond more like, oh, it's okay. Like, I still think you're great. Like, I think you're cool. And I'm not looking for compliments. I'm trying to make <laughs> funny content. Whereas when guys do it, sometimes it can be more like people just think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I think there are just different dynamics there when it comes to women making funny content. And it's interesting when you say that. So one of the things that the comedian you mentioned, Nate Borgazzi, he talks about when he meets somebody, he tells them up front, he goes, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty dumb guy. And they always yeah. say, you know, no, yeah. don't say that. He goes, well, I'm just, I'm warning you because we're about to get into a conversation and I just want, you know, give you a heads up. Like yeah. I'm thinking to myself, if a woman said that, mm -hmm. I, it would be perceived differently. Yes. 
It's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It is and interesting. I, there's some famous comedian. I think it was, what's her last name is Cummings. She's, she's a famous comedian. Anyway, she was saying how she gets men coming up to her all the time and they just say, I just don't think women are funny. And she says, I just go, okay. <laughs> you know, what she goes what do they expect me to say you know right. but that yeah it's a double standard I never thought of it so now I'm annoyed about it so thanks for <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're telling me I I've been trying to do some collaborations on TikTok with B2B marketers and I had a video the other day that was it was mean tweets and it was a handful of men in the B2B space and they're all hilarious I love all of them I saw that um, yeah. Yeah. And I, but I couldn't think of any women to, to add into the mix just because I don't know if they're just, I'm not seeing their content or they're not there. Something I see on TikTok is, is a lot of women are creating more of the like trending audio videos and they're lip syncing instead of coming up with skits and sketches. And I don't know if maybe it's because we're not in an environment that encourages that. Or even when you're making text only posts on LinkedIn, I think a lot of women are more serious there because we, we want to be taken seriously, even if we're creating funny content. Right. So it's a little bit tough to get in there. And a lot of the content I do is kind of has been, I've been experimenting with like roasting people. So like I do it between two house plants, like between two ferns. (laughs) And I wonder if it was reversed, if someone was interviewing me, if they'd pull punches a little bit, just because I am a woman, I don't know, but I, I do think about it sometimes. I think we need to do more research on this subject. Yes. We'll go out like man on the street sort of thing. Excuse yes. me. Do you think, because I, I have heard that before with, with comedians and yeah, um, it's, it, it's great. Now I'll be ruminating on this for the rest of the day. Like how much <laughs> it's bothering me. That, yes. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> but so how do you come up with ideas? Like we talked about observational humor. Is there, do you have like a system for finding ideas? Or strategy. Yeah, like I said before, a lot of it is parody, parody, like the between two house plants. I originally I was doing a lot of impersonation videos, like you had said earlier about in the Batman one. I saw the Batman. Right. What if Batman was a marketer? Just because I think that stuff is funny. I almost like I wasn't a theater kid, but I should have been a theater kid, right? Like I just think it's fun to do that stuff, and I think for anyone starting out building their personal brand and they want to be funny, I think that you should really just test out the things that you think are funny because odds are someone else does too. And it's a lot easier to start that way than to start with what do people think is funny? What do they think is funny that I can do? Just start with what do I think is funny and see who else enjoys it. That's been my approach. And I've, you know, some people probably think it's silly, but then I also have an audience that thinks it's funny. That's the best tip I can give someone just starting out. Yeah. I like that. And also I wonder if it's an I was going to say an age thing, but I don't think it really is. But I do think, and this was something that was the post I was trying to come up with earlier, is that do you, is having a sense of humor a natural ability? Because I think that it yeah. is. Like, I have always laughed. Like, as a kid, I was teased so much. And I even by teachers, I remember them telling me to pipe down. And now it's like, I you know, I see it as a advantage as a, yeah. you know, a positive, but back then I was teased like, Oh, you're always left. I really think that it's a, it's a good, you know, positive trait, but do you think that people have a natural ability? Like when we were talking about observational humor, I mean, the same situation could happen to a bunch of different people. Only some people will pull out what's funny about it. I do think a lot of it is natural. You know, I think I'm not as funny as a lot of people are, and I don't know how they do it. Like they just naturally are that way. I think you can learn to an extent and you can try to an extent, but if you're not enjoying it, 
if you're not naturally funny and you're trying to do humor because you think you have to and you're not enjoying it, I think that really comes across. I've always been more like creative. I use the creative side of my brain a lot more than the analytical side of my brain. So I've always dabbled in like writing music and photography and just writing in general and video. And for me, it feels very natural. I also am not generally not afraid of what people think of me. So if I say something stupid, then I just brush it off and I have a good story to tell later. Right. But I know that that's not everyone's like that. So I think to an extent it is, it's a natural thing. I think, and this is how I responded. I think it might've been Chris Bogue who I posted about this, but I said, mm-hmm. my favorite people are those that have a sense of humor, but aren't funny themselves. Like I have friends that are very, they're perfect, like for delivering lines. They don't even know they're delivering. It's like, yes. and I just play off of them and they're yeah. laughing as long as they see it as funny. I think that's, that's fine, but they're not funny themselves, but they appreciate right. it. No, I love that too. And I think that's the beauty of the human race is that we're all different in our personalities, you know? Yeah. So I'm not saying anyone has to be funny. Like if you are an analytical thinker, like I want to work with you because I need you to come up with like to compliment my weaknesses. Right. But I think, yeah, play to your strengths is definitely worth noting here. And I think it's, it's kind of how we started the conversation that people, they may not take you seriously. If you're too, like, if you're too funny, like people who joke all the time, my thought is, what are you hiding? Why are you? Because, well, you find out a lot of these professional comedians have a lot of like serious psychological issues and they're battling depression or, you know, and so when I hear somebody all the time, and I don't really know anybody offhand that does that, but when, you know, when you hear of that, it's like, can you ever be straight? I mean, because right. I'm very serious about my work, but yet yeah. when I write on, on LinkedIn, how I weave humor into things is I'll put a line or two that yeah. the people who are looking at it. Like I've had people say, oh, that's hilarious. But you could also gloss over it and just look at what, you know, the serious part of my post was. Yes. So that's how I kind of do it. Cause I am serious about my work and I don't want people to yes. think that I'm not, but right. yet I just can't be straight for a long time before I got to start joking around. It's just too, life is just so short, you know, and it's so hard, especially lately. It's like, yes, you know, and yeah. I think about like in horror movies, even like you think about The Shining. I once read this, how horror movies need that. They need to have a little bit of humor or comedy in there somewhere like that. Here's Johnny scene where he's, you know, breaking through the door. I mean, that's a horror movie, but yet there's a little comic relief. And I think with life, we kind of need that too. No, I absolutely agree. And I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier is that as a brand, what you're selling is your expertise, but you're just polishing it with personality, right? So I think that if someone is is only posting humorous content, it makes me think, well, what is the purpose of this? Or what do you want us to get out of this? Like I maybe laughed a little bit, but I don't know what you're going to do for me. And I think that you execute on this so well because you do have such deep expertise and you post it on LinkedIn in a way that's helpful to your audience, but then you also add those lines that are funny. So it makes me think, she's smart and she's likable. Right. So that's like, that's the formula right there. I love that. It takes a little bit, like when I'm writing, sometimes I'll just write something out and out, just straight serious. And I'll pull back from it and say, this isn't really my personality. And then I'll go back in and I'll add something or I'll tweak it in a way. I used to strive to do public speaking years ago before I became a writer. That's what I thought I wanted to do. And 
I didn't add humor into anything until someone said, why don't you add like your personality? And as soon as I did that, it started becoming easier and I started getting better responses. Same thing with writing. You know, you can just write something super serious, but when you put a little bit of humor in there, it just makes it easier to digest sort of. Yes. Yeah. Well, the point of adding humor to your content is not to hack the system, right? It's not like, oh, everyone wants humor. So let me just put humor in there. The point is to, to resonate with people and be engaging with people to be knowable as a brand and likable as a brand. So your expertise is going to be your credibility, but your humor is going to be your personality. And maybe your brand doesn't want to be, have a funny personality and that's fine. But I think what you're saying is spot on that you can have both. Yeah. I'm thinking like people have responded when I asked about the you know, sense of humor, you yeah. using humor in marketing, when is it not appropriate? And people are like, well, if you're selling, you know, caskets, I mean, well, yeah, duh. I mean, you have to use your common sense too, yes. you know, because you hear about these people who pass away and they're like, do not cry at my funeral, make mm-hmm. it a party. So yeah. maybe even then you could do something, who knows, but yeah. it's about knowing your audience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even like, as an example, I, those impersonation videos, we'll take that for an example. Mm-hmm. When I was doing whichever one it was, if Batman was a marketer, I was, the script itself was to teach people about marketing or to talk about marketing subjects, but the execution of it was an impersonation. I think that that is a good way to like get attention, stop the scroll. People are like, this is interesting. Why does she look like Batman? And then you can learn something from it. That's my hope anyways. Like that would be the goal for me, not just to create silly content. Now, how long does it take you for something like a video like that? So you record all the Batman scenes, I would imagine, yeah. at once, <laughs> and all of your scenes. So how long does it take you to, to do something like that? Those ones take me, so it takes me a while to get into to costume and then to record and then to edit afterwards. So those usually take me around two to three hours. I remember I did one with all of the Avengers in one video. That one took me like five hours to just change between each of them. And I got a really good engagement from those. So it was worth it for me. But I don't actually do those ones anymore just because A, I needed to save some time. And B, I just started having these other ideas. So, yeah. Because yeah. every time I see something like that, I think that has got to take so much time. And it does. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Two yeah. to three hours isn't too bad, but depends on how often you're doing them. Because TikTok, yes. like how often are you creating videos? Is it every day? My goal is three times a week, especially if, and I mix in like those short lip syncing ones that might take me five to 10 minutes to make. And then an actual sketch that would take two to three hours. Yeah. So on the, I always was curious with the lip syncing, like, how does that work? Cause a lot of people do those and they do yeah. with communities. How do you, how do you coordinate that? Well, you just have to find the sound and usually it's a sound that is like, it's trending on TikTok. And so a lot of people are using it, which means a lot of people are searching it and and are going to view your video. But all you have to do is just pick the sound, hit record, and then speak over it. So it looks like you're saying those words. So those ones are really easy. And I always encourage people starting out on TikTok, if they want to go for entertaining content, to just find some of those and practice with them because they're so quick to Mm -hmm. execute and then find some way to make original content from there. Yeah, because it's there's a lot you can do there. But mm-hmm. okay, awesome. Is there anything, any final words of advice you would give to someone who wants to add some humor into their marketing, whether it's copy or videos? Yeah, I would say to consume what you want to create. So if you're going for 
funny content on LinkedIn, maybe it's text only, like follow someone who's a copywriter, follow someone who's a content marketer who has humorous content and see what they're doing and see what works. And then take that and I don't want to say copy it because you have your own unique voice, but to use that for inspiration. And then same thing for, you know, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or TikTok to just consume that before you start creating and then you'll develop your voice from there. So that's a good starting point and just just have fun with it, honestly, because that's humor is fun. <laughs> so yeah. If it's stressing you out, then maybe you need to switch your strategy. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be stressful for sure. Well, awesome. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do? Yep. They can find me on TikTok at mdebritobrady, or they can find me on LinkedIn at emilydebritobrady. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. This has been great and very fun interviews. Thanks. Thanks, Linda. I had a great time. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.